Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. My guest today is pharmacist and CAPS coach, Asad Mehmood. Welcome, Asad. Thank you very much, Scott. My pleasure, and it was great that you reached out to me. It's one of the things that I enjoy about the pharmacy industry is that we're interconnected. It doesn't matter where we are. I think we've worked out that while you're sitting up in Tamworth in New South Wales, which is a place near and dear to my heart, I'm sitting here in Melbourne in Victoria. But the reality is that we're both cold at the moment because it is quite cool in both locations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Asad, as I've done some research and we've been having some chats prior to this session today, you've got a bit of a diverse background in terms of emigrating to Australia. So I think it's important that we have an initial chat about who is Asad, where have you come from uh, as a pharmacist? How did you get here? Who helped you? Who motivated you? And it's great that you're here because obviously Australia is a great place to live and to bring up a family and to work. So let's talk a bit about your background and, and where you've come from. Thank you very much, Scott. First of all, thanks for having me here on your beautiful podcast. Thanks very much. Okay, my name is Asad Mahmood, as you have uh, mentioned in the start. I'm basically from Pakistan. I did my pharmacy, doctor of pharmacy degree from uh, University of Lahore, Pakistan. And then I came to Australia for my uh, master's degree. So I have done my master's in medicinal chemistry from the University of Wollongong. And then after graduating from the university, I got a job at the University of New South Wales. The research chemist, I worked there for uh, around like two and a half years. And then once I finished my uni there, I passed my CAPS exam. And then during that time, like I got a job back in Pakistan as a university lecturer. So I used to teach medicinal chemistry at University of Central Punjab, Lahore. And then after like uh, spending two and a half years over there, I got a job offer from Tamworth. So I came to Tamworth and I am I'm here working as a community pharmacist at the moment, as well as I'm also working with the Pharmacy Guild Australia on a very, very interesting project, which we're going to discuss a bit later. And also I'm working as a subject matter expert with an Australian Pharmacy Council, which is I, I'm proud of. And as far as my journey is concerned, it's really an ups and downs yeah, in my life. So I started my career in Australia, actually. After I finishing my pharmacy, I came to Australia for my master's. And during my master's, I used to work as a cleaner. Uh, I used to clean different pharmacies. I used to clean different offices and different clubs. And this is the real motivation for me, actually. And then during that time, like I have to, people told me all things as well, but I was, I was very focused and I was motivated and I have met many Australian who really motivated me during my journey. I remember I was working with a manager when where I was doing to, I was doing cleaning actually. That manager supported me a lot. So that was a real motivation. My father who really worked hard, he was my motivation. And all of these people like in my life, my family, my friends, to whom I work with, to whom I live with, they are the real motivations for me actually. And because of them, I was motivated. And you know what, like during this journey, the most important part, I learned how to self-motivate as well. So if you don't know how to self-motivate, you won't be able to reach some point, you know. So I know how to self-motivate. And these are the things, these are the simple points which I kept in my mind. And then that's why I'm yeah, And that's a really good story. I'm not sure if you heard the news about the latest census data that's out. Australia is a big melting pot 
uh, of cultures. And it's one of the things that I like about being here. I probably go back a little bit further in terms of my ancestors were Scottish, Irish, French, German, a real European mix of, of people, immigrants coming into Australia a long, long time ago. But you know, there's a lot of discussion around who the true Australians are. But the reality is that Australia is a melting pot of culture, different cultures from around the world. Oh, and, absolutely. Um, and I look forward to you know whatever years I have left in my life just to see how this continues to grow and develop in terms of this association. So it's great to have you here. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of the pharmacy industry that is really stretched at the moment. And I'm sure you are as well in terms of vaccinations and rat tests and consults. And that's all on top of the normal day-to-day -day dispensing that you really appreciated being here. And I guess that's a nice segue then into what we wanted to talk to you about today. And that is the work that you do with the Pharmacy Guild and the CAPS coaching, which is actually then about helping other pharmacists come into Australia, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like through these different platforms, you're helping overseas pharmacies as well to how can they pass the CAPS exam and how can they immigrate to Australia and help the Australian health professionals here. Because at the moment, uh, there is a serious shortage going on for the pharmacies. So really I'm using all of these platforms to help the overseas pharmacies to come here because 84% of the adults, Australian adults, they trust the advice of the pharmacies. Uh, this is a huge number to be honest, like, and that's why I'm trying our Australian community as well by bringing more pharmacists internationally to come to Australia and work and play their role as well as uh, you get settled here in this beautiful cultural country and also like helping the, the local That's community sure. here. Yep. So obviously again, whilst we're a technology-based podcast, we're focused around the pharmacy industry. Could we talk a bit about the journey of a pharmacist? You've spoken about your journey, but if a pharmacist from overseas now was looking to come to Australia, how do they connect with you? Obviously through social media, but what's the step? So someone might have a referral, someone might be interested, someone might Google search and they end up with your portal. So take us a bit through the journey about what happens when someone contacts you. Yeah, so basically I will start from the big, uh, this business actually. So before that, what was happening, like uh, there was no one who can guide the overseas pharmacies to how can they come to Australia. And a lot of people in overseas pharmacies, you know, overseas, uh, you know, they are, they were very confused and they have no one to talk about. Everything was over the web website but it's very hard to understand like how can they actually arrive in Australia and start working at the pharmacy so basically I took that step and as soon as I passed my CAPS exam I have to struggle a lot actually I have to ask many people and I have to call them I have to meet them in person just please help me that how can I pass the CAPS exam what are the different steps of passing the exam and what are the different steps to you know immigrate to Australia so that I can work there so this that journey was quite hectic for me and uh, I thought at that point you know one day when I'll pass the exam and one day I'll be a research pharmacist I'll will help overseas pharmacists to to make their journey a bit easy uh, easier than me actually so what I did after passing the CAPS exam and after I arrived in Australia even like I make a Facebook page that was a starting point and many people you know, they demotivated me and they said like this doesn't work and nobody helps each other don't don't worry about it everyone have uh, access to the website everyone can just go online and check the pharmacy council website and they can pass the exam and all that don't worry about it but the thing is like this is my belief because my history is I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher I was a teacher in a university so I knew that majority of the people well, like more than 80% of the people they don't 
always follow the simple website. They want someone who can just train them. They want someone who can just teach them straight away. Especially like if in our background, we need someone who can just have an eye on us, who can just check on us, who can just teach us and train us. So I knew that this is this is a gap here and we have to fill this gap. So I make a Facebook page. That was my starting point. And then I know that the first hundred followers were the most difficult one. The people have no trust on you and all that. And then gradually and slowly and gradually, you know, um, right now I have got 15,000 followers, 15,000 overseas farmers followers at that Facebook page and now I'm helping and I have got two more team members with me who are helping with me and we are trying to help the overseas pharmacists and try to answer their queries even those answers are on the website but the people they are a bit you know lazy and they want you to answer them straight away so that there's no doubt in that so we we help people we help people with the material we help people with the with the coaching classes and we help with the kind of a lot of lot of pharmacists like especially overseas pharmacists they came to me and they asked like how what are the practices in australia as a pharmacist so that we can adopt those practices in our country so in the start of this year i was visiting pakistan and i went to three or four different top ranked universities of pakistan and i give them i give them speeches over there talk about the pharmacy practice what they can do to make their uh, pharmacy career or pharmacy profession more more good and uh, you're more trustable so this is the whole journey so started from the facebook page and then afterwards i made a website and then afterwards like gradually i uh, registered my company and uh, like uh, so people are contacting me through websites through emails through facebook page through my word of mouth through my past past students who passed with me who like uh, i taught them and they passed the exam now they are spreading my name and number everywhere so the people contacting me all the time and uh, Thanks to God, I'm very busy at the moment just because I'm in flux of the people who just want me to assist them uh, in this yeah. journey. I'm very, I'm like, I'm very satisfied that I can help them. Anyways, yeah. and, and look, that's a, that's a, again another really good, I guess, part of your journey. Fifteen thousand Facebook followers—that's a great number, and again, it's a, a test of the work yeah. that you're doing. My questioning there is around. I obviously haven't been involved in the CAPS exam, but I understand what it is, and it's all, I guess, about the detail and the regulations and the standards and the practices. Question to you is that I dare say a lot of the questions that you will get from people interested in coming to Australia is also about the Australian culture, the Australian living standards, how you get a house, where do you live, all all of that kind of thing as well. It's not just about the CAPS exam, is it? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, after, especially after passing the CAPS exam, people contact me and they ask, like, you know, we are looking for a job now because after passing the CAPS exam, the only way to come to Australia is to find a job because once they find a job, they will find a sponsor and that sponsor will sponsor them for a visa and then they can come here. So many people contacted me for that. And uh, luckily, like, I have a different employees who just who contacted me just because of that. And they asked me, like, if they can, uh, if I can help them with an the intern pharmacist. And there's a huge, the big company here in Australia who, uh, like uh, who made a MOU with me and different recruiting companies. I don't want to mention names here, but they have a MOU with me. So I referred them intern pharmacists like that. And of course, like the people like who are have different backgrounds, like who are from the Asian countries or from the European countries, they ask me about the culture. They ask me about the salary packages. They ask me about how can we what websites we can go and then we can find different accommodations and all that. So I have them as well. I've got one more team member like who's helping me within that. So really not only caps actually. So it's a overall view about Australia, overall view about the pharmacy practice and overall view about the pharmacy, pharmacy's future as a career here. So yeah, of course it's not about all about caps only. No, Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure. And whilst to a point, I understand that you've come from what would be part of the Asian continent. Is that where the predominant part of your contact comes from or do you do you actually get a wider audience across through Europe and America as well? 
Yeah, so majority of the people who contacted me are from you know, Asian countries, of mm -hmm. course, and then few of them are like few people came, like contact me from South Africa, Philippines, and Canada as well. Few people from Canada as yeah. well, and I have seen many people contacting me from UK, mm -hmm. uh, but they don't have to appear in the CAPS exam. They have a different exam, okay. so I just guide them. Okay, you don't appearing the CAPS, you have to give the different exam. But of course, mostly from the UAE as mm -hmm. well. So all these continent people from these continents, they contact contact me all the time to help them with the caps and all that. Yeah. That's good, I guess, point of reinforcement because all of this contact, all of these discussions, these are all happening through technology platforms, which ultimately, how does this impact the Australian pharmacy industry? Well, it's about, particularly at the moment, helping to get more overseas pharmacists coming into Australia. And to do that, it's about the introduction. It's about answering the inquiries. It's about, and not just the uh, inquiries about the CAPS exam, but it's the inquiries about you know, how, how do I go about finding a job? And the easiest way for you to refer that is to most pharmacy recruiters have got online portals in their own right. So it's, again, it's fairly easy to kind of refer them through that as well. Absolutely. You mentioned something earlier on, and I know this to be quite a challenge, is that people are very wary about emails and contact that you get through these days from particularly overseas email addresses or unknown or, or uncommon email addresses. So do you provide like a vetting service on, on that basis in terms of referring people on? Yeah, uh, absolutely. First of all, let's start with the, with the contacting the people, you know. So... I'm very clear in that right now, if I like you name it, like for example, Facebook, Facebook is the first starting point of the research now before it was Google. Now it's a mm -hmm. Facebook. So first of all, what people do is like, if they want to research about the caps, they go on Google and write it down, sorry, they go on Facebook and search caps, caps pages, caps coach, caps uh, helping coaching institutes, cap training center and all mm -hmm. that. So that's why I started my journey with the caps thing, first of all. So this is a basic technology. This is simple. People use Facebook for layer purposes, but I used Facebook for my for the help people mm -hmm. and do business. So this is one thing. Second thing is just like just because of that, just because the number of people who joined that page organically, I've been contacted from different recruiters to, to refer them to different pharmacies because as you know that there is a serious shortage going on at the moment. Mm -hmm. So they the people contacted me because I have got an influx of the overseas pharmacies. They want me to refer them a pharmacies and of course I have to interview them first. So I have I use like Zoom and meeting and all these kind of technologies first of all. Yeah. I try to interview them, a first interview and second interview and then when I feel confident about the candidate, I refer that candidate to the recruiters and different companies. So what will happen is like their time is saved now you know mm -hmm. so uh, as far as my part is concerned so i'm helping the people to get the job get into the job yeah. and as far as the employees concerned is like they're saving their time and they're saving their money as well so because many recruiters here like they are they're charging a amount of money mm -hmm. so through my way it's very easy to get the pharmacist at the moment so that's why so i use yeah, this, these basic technology which people use for layer but also for the basic research purposes. Yeah. So on that note, and again, we've got quite a wide audience, both in Australia and overseas, but if we talk about the Australian side of things, because this is where the jobs are effectively that people are interested in, if a pharmacist or a pharmacy owner was listening to this podcast today and said, look, this is really good, I'd be interested in bringing in a pharmacist from overseas, what's their next step? That's an excellent question. And the same topic was discussed in the last meeting with the Guild Australia, actually. So I am working with guild at the moment and what we were doing we are doing is like we are making australia's first australian pharmacy course with regards to the overseas pharmacies and i'm writing that course with my other colleague as well so we are two people writing that course so what would that course would be that course would help will teach the overseas pharmacy the basics of the 
Australian laws, the basics of the Australian pharmacy practices. So before what was happening, owners are not comfortable hiring the overseas pharmacists. The problem was the, uh, the overseas pharmacists have not basic knowledge. They don't, don't have any knowledge about the pharmacy, basic pharmacy practice, basic laws and basic over-the-counter treatments, how the pharmacy culture works here, how the pharmacy workforce works effectively. So that's why they are quite resistant. They don't want to hire the overseas pharmacists because if they hire them, they have to pay them money, mm-hmm. first of all, and then they have to train them for like three or four years. Yeah. And then, you know, they have to spend a lot of money. And then as soon as they pass the CAF exam, they go away. So that's why the owners were more focused on hiring the local pharmacists. So what we are doing is like we are making a course now and that course will help the overseas pharmacy to have a basic knowledge so that owners are comfortable in hiring them mm-hmm. and they don't have to spend extra money and extra time within the pharmacy to train them. Yes. This is one thing. Okay, second thing, if, if the owners want to hire the overseas pharmacy, what should they do? So we are making a portal as well mm-hmm. with the guild and that portal will connect the overseas pharmacist with the employers. Okay. So with the employers, so that, that would be the best strategy. And third thing is like lots of owners, they are contacting me straight away. As I told you, they are the biggest retail chain in Australia. They, they, are, they, are, they are working with me at the moment and I'm helping them. Just they contact me. They say like, Asad, you know, we need two intern pharmacists. Can you help us? Okay, all right. So I put an ad on my Facebook page and the website as well. I market them and I got a lots and lots of CVs. And then after looking at the CV, I like, you know, I choose two or three or four, interview them and then transfer one CV send one CV to the head office and then they process that application after taking one or two more interviews. So this is the whole thing. This is very simple actually. You can email me, you can just WhatsApp me, you can just contact me through my Facebook page. So I'll be here, I'll be there to help. I've been around pharmacy for a few years now. I've recruited, I've helped train, I've helped manage pharmacy. So from that perspective is that yes, bringing a pharmacist on board, whether it's someone from overseas or whether it's actually recruiting someone out of college, there is an innate risk that you may lose that person. but therein lies what I think is a great challenge. And that is that if you've got a great culture, if you've actually got great opportunities for employees, then they're not going to want to leave. It it shouldn't be about, I'm not going to invest because I'm going to lose that person. It should be more about, I'm going to invest because actually I want to keep that person. And the discussion should be constantly about what do I need to do as a business owner to make sure that this person that I'm investing in actually wants to stay and becomes part of my team longer term. And I know that there are horror stories out there of people that have invested and brought team members on board only to lose them. From my experience, that comes back down to, was it the right recruitment in the first place? And have you done everything you can to actually train and develop that person such that they don't want to leave ultimately? And I know that they're broad statements, but I think that they're the minimum side of things. I think there's a lot of success stories out there where pharmacy business owners have kept pharmacists as part of the team longer term. Absolutely. You're spot on, actually. And, you know, this is this is just all about addressing the expectations from the overseas pharmacists. So if you are hiring stuff from the overseas pharmacies without you know, keeping in mind their background. Okay, let's talk about this thing first. So let's talk about the, you know, Pakistan. So what's happening in the Pakistan in a retail culture? What's how the retail pharmacy works? So the pharmacist literally has to do nothing in the retail pharmacy in Pakistan, in India, and in any other country. What they do is just like they sit in the, in the, in the beautiful fancy offices, do nothing. And they're expecting the same thing while coming to Australia. So this is, they're expecting, you know, so this is the thing you have to tell them straight away look this is an australian pharmacy practice you have to work like a robot there will be a lot of pressure a lot of stress if you're happy you can go forward otherwise like bye-bye so this is the thing you have to be very much clear and of course like if you tell them with truthfully if you clarify the situation of course they will be happy you know to stay this is one thing 
Second thing is that because you are sponsoring them, if you are sponsoring them on a 407 visa, and then afterwards, if you are sponsoring them on a 494 visa, so they have to have with you, they have to work with you for four years anyways. So if, they, if they go away, like they, the visa will be canceled. So this is this is one thing. On the other hand, if you want to make a good relationship with the overseas pharmacist, then you have to make a good good bond with professional bond and good friendship friendship bond so that they can stay with you. You have to give them a good environment as well, keeping in mind their background and their culture and all that. So if you're doing that, I think we, we, like no owners will be like will lose the pharmacist. You have raised a really good point. I was up until this point in time, I had only been looking at one side of the equation, but the reality is that there are a lot of really good pharmacists and pharmacy owners in Australia that are great coaches and great developers of people. And 100%. so ultimately there's probably another coaching side of this. And that is that for the Australian pharmacist, which could have come from multiple backgrounds, not just English speaking themselves, the onus is also on you to coach and sponsor this person into Australia, not just have this expectation that when they get there on day one, that they can actually dispense and, and I can <laughs> pick up the kids from school. This is an investment longer term, not just for today, but for the longer term, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. I agree with you, and of course, like I was, I was sponsored as well. If I take my case, I have many friends who got sponsored from 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 my country, and you know they are very happy just because the owners are just giving them their their space. They're respecting their culture, they're respecting their professional and ethical values. So that's why they are with them. It's been like four or five years now they're working with them. So if you give them a good, healthy environment, working environment, of course, like they're going to stay with you. If to give them, look, who is coming to part Australia? First of all, this is one question. Why? people want to come to Australia. There are two reasons. Number one, good lifestyle. The good lifestyle comes from the good money. If you pay them good money, they will not go anywhere. Number one. Number two, if to give them a respect, professional respect. These two things, if you can invest on these two things, on the versus pharmacy, they will never ever lose you. They are the most loyal people you have ever seen if you give these two things to them. So I think like this is the solution of the problem. So if you can do that, why not? They, they will stay with you. As you and I can both now attest, there's some great places to live in Australia outside of the cities. So uh, some of the, the regional towns and communities are just man <laughs> magnificent places to, to raise a family. Absolutely. You know, because I used to live in Wollongong. I lived there for two and a half years. Then I lived in Sydney for two and a half years. I worked I worked in the CBD and I worked in you know, a small country. Right now I'm in Tamworth, which is a very, very small uh, regional town. But I love it. It's a quiet, peaceful. Like in two minutes you can reach anywhere and you have got all the facilities. The problem is like most of the overseas pharmacies, they have no idea at all. When they like, heard the word regional area, the rural area, they got scared because they think that the, the rural areas or regional areas in Australia are exactly the same as their countries. Where there is no hospitals, there is no shopping malls and all that. But the thing is like most of the regional areas and rural areas in Australia, they have got all the basic facilities. They've got parks here, health facilities, layer activities and festivals going on all the time here. So I think we have to aware them actually, and that's that that's the that's the module and that's the content we are adding in overseas pharmacist course as well, so that people can expect a good thing and they encourage to go to the regional areas instead of going to the big cities because if you talk about the CBDs or the metropolitan cities, they are expensive, expensive accommodation, expensive car ratios, everything is expensive, traffic, pace of time, and all that. So after like working eight, 10 hours as a pharmacist, and then you are, imagine you are like, you got stuck in two hours traffic. So this is, this is one thing which we have to educate the people. And I think because of a lack of information, this is one thing people don't want to, they don't want to come to the regional area. So we have to educate yeah. them. We have to aware them what are the benefits 
and what are the negative points of that. So, of course, the, the positive points are more than the negative points. And the good news today is that with the wonders of technology, anywhere in the world can go in and Google search Tamworth, discover that they do have great parks, they do have great schools, they do have great hospitals. And most importantly, I was going to ask you this, is that they have a great music genre. So have you become a fan of country music? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you've you've, got, you've got the boots and the hat, have you? Ah, yeah. <laughs> During the country music festival, yes. So we're coming to the end of our time, and I, and I did say to you that you'll be surprised how quickly this time will go, and it's been a great chat. But before we finish up, was there any points on your list that we haven't covered off? Anything else that you wanted to kind of wrap up with? Yeah, so probably, like, uh, I just want to like want to encourage the overseas pharmacists to so just uh, make you move to Australia because this is the best place to work and to pursue your career as a pharmacist. And I think, given my example, take my example. So I started my journey as a student here, and then I worked at different places. I worked, I did odd jobs as well, and I used to be security guard in the same pharmacy where I'm working as a the pharmacist at the moment so, so if you have got if you are if you can motivate yourself if you're determined if you're persistent with your hard work so there is no point you can can lose of course even like if you if you're working in your country and if you want something in life you better quality you better, better quality of life then you can just move to australia this is the best place to live in what you need to do is you have to just uh, what's the procedure let me explain the procedure first because because you have a huge audience so i can just uh, summarize the what's the basic procedure for the yep. pharmacist so what you can do is just like go to the australian pharmacy council website make your candidate portal there upload all your documents apply for the eligibility assessment number one step number two step is to pass the caps exam you have to you can sit in the caps exam like anywhere in the world once you pass the caps exam you have to look for the internship role once you find the internship role come here Live one year on a 407 visa, three years on a 404 visa, and then you are you will be eligible for the permanent residency. You can start your career as a community pharmacist here. We have to. Once you finish your community pharmacy, then you can work in a hospital, you can work in industries, you can work in guilds as I'm working here, making working yeah. here, so you can work in a pharmacy company, anywhere. You can change your career path if you want to. Otherwise, like if you will, if you want to make good money, to be honest, community pharmacist is the best place to work from that perspective. No, look, that's really, really yeah. good. And certainly in wrapping this up, for any prospective pharmacist looking to come from overseas, there's some very good podcasts here in Australia, including this one, that you can go back and listen to some of the, the previous episodes, particularly with pharmacists talking about their journey and their experience. And I look forward to staying in touch. Asad, thank you very much for your time today. It's actually been a really good chat. I've really enjoyed this. I will make sure that I uh, find your Facebook page and stay in touch. And if there's a chance for us to kind of catch up again in a couple of months' time and have another chat, I'd, I'd love to do that. Thanks for your time today. Thanks very much, Scott. Keep rocking. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.